This is the AdLib Music Podcast. Have you been looking for someone to walk alongside you in your worship leadership journey? We love worship leaders. AdLib Music is an organization of worship coaches that is deeply committed to eradicate isolation and burnout so that you bear much fruit. Part of our mission is to give you resources, and this is the Worship Fertilizer from AdLib Music. So this episode is all about the difference between being artistic and being original. Those are not the same ideas. She had painstakingly listened to the recording of the song, Set a fire down in my soul, taking it apart, dissecting what was happening in the arrangement, and she decoded the song, really. And then she created a chord chart that reflected it and began to put copious notes on it that matched the recording perfectly. This allowed the band to know exactly what to do and how to flow in the arrangement. It gave them confidence and put guardrails on their growing musical instincts. It's a worthy 60 minutes per song investment that she makes. And much like a a page of sheet music allows a pianist to express something that they might not have been able to create yet, This detailed framework gave the team the ability to produce something beyond their own experience and skill level. It was wonderful, really. And then at rehearsal, she apologized. I'm sorry that we're copying the recording. It's not really artistic to do that. (laughs) And Sorry. Uh, It is actually, I responded. It's just not original. Let that sink in. It's artistic, but it's not original to do that. So see, for a song like Set of Fire, which can seem very spontaneous and repetitive in its vibe, having a structured arrangement was really striking to me. I'm used to my elevation worship or fill-in-the-blank songs with tracks to be very structured. You know, Meredith tells me exactly where to go. Chorus, tooth, right? But this was a spontaneous song that had grown into something. And yet, having this structure to replicate the feel of a moment was really helpful. It's like it was translating the song and helping us to say it. And and now, to be clear, I'm not talking about actually trying to copy an effect of something that God had done with a unique group of people in a different city. That might not work where you live. Nor am I talking about resting on someone else's relationship with God. That didn't turn out so well for the Sceva septuplets. You can see that story of the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19, 11 to 20. We have to be like personally connected to the Lord, and he's doing something unique and special. But what I'm talking about is simply learning musicality and communicating passion, having ebb and flow in a song, and creating dynamics. So... Just don't confuse Jenna Johnson with Jen Johnson. They're both worship leaders, to be sure. But subjecting yourself to someone else's originality is not the same as being non-artistic. I'll say that again. Subjecting yourself to someone else's originality is not the same as being non-artistic. So here's what I believe. On the journey of a musician, stop one is artistry. Learning the craft yourself. Stop two is originality, making it your own. It's in, and it's in that order. Originality follows artistry. Start with artistry, start with the craft, 
and then become original. So you've got time. You've got time to grow as an original and you know, do like all those other art students do and get good at copying the Mona. Let your technique get solid. And then little by little, find your voice. Become an artistic original, not just an original. And I know, I know, there are musicians that get a pass on the right of copying and can start right out at the beginning being original. But I don't think that it's likely that we are in that 1%. And you know, it reminds me of something my friend Seth just said uh, the other day to me. He says, I, you know, I want to move churches from imitation to creation. And, but here's, uh, here's the way that we do that. If we spend time with God as a community, in other words, like a couple things happen when we, when we do that, when we just worship together as a community, like we grow in our art, artistry because we're learning our craft, we're learning to play together. Uh, but then we're doing that in a place that is both a community, like we're doing it together, and so we grow together, and that's that's important. We get to know each other better, but it also it's in the presence of in the, in the in the presence of God in the in the environment of worship, where we can actually get God's heart. We can actually understand from the Creator how He creates, how He thinks, how He feels, who He is. Like we get to spend time in that environment, then we can move from the place of imitation to actually creating on our own. But it's a it's an important thing to start from from that place and then move to the other place. So stick around. I've got a great conversation with Coach John DiGiovanni. DiGiovanni, we have the Italian coming soon. DiGiovanni, your life will never be the same. Stick around. You might be wondering what coaching looks like. How does it work? How much does it cost? We'd invite you to schedule a free 30-minute coaching session, no strings attached, simply to answer your questions and get to know each other. You can do that by going to adlibmusic.com and then click Contact in the upper right-hand corner. We look forward to seeing you on the inside. All right, so thanks for sticking around. We have with us in the studio today, in in the guest studio, we have a guest in the guest studio. Touring studio. Thank you. Thank you, Touring Studio. Thank you, Petra, for uh, letting us, the band, Petra. Yeah, thanks. Or maybe the church. We'll let you figure that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a Mickey Mouse shirt on right now, for those of you that get that. Wow. I don't, but that's cool. Someone will. Um, How about this? Leave a comment. Is this going to be on like a... Yeah. Leave a comment if you understand the Mickey Mouse shirt reference. Cool. And you'll win a prize. It might not be something physical. It could just be that you, you feel great about yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, my fellow comedian in the studio today, Coach John Giovanni. Good day. How are you? Doing well. Great. Doing well. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're hailing from the warm country of... Uh, Middle Florida. Mm -hmm. Is it Middle Florida? No. Mid-flow, we call it. Mid-low? Mid-flow. Mid-flow. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just Florida. Yeah, That's Florida. It. Or Florida. Now, is it Florida or Florida? Florida. Florida. Yep, Sarasota, Bradenton, Lakewood Ranch area. Cool. Uh, well, you know, we were talking uh, a little bit about you, you started playing a chord in a song and you were voicing it one way, and I was like, nah, I like the voice it this way. And you're like, well, it does this. And like, you know, 
that's how we get in music. Like we get really detailed about the specifics of what's happening, and not no, not everybody does. Some people are just like, I don't know, what are the chords? I'm not even sure. I'm I'm just kind of playing the chords. I'm plunking along. Um, but this this podcast, this episode is talking about um, artistry, originality, how those interplay with with each other, and and I kind of you know want us to to not get stuck in thinking that we have to make everything original. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but not losing our sense of artistry in that process, and I think you, um, I think I think there are some parallel terms even to artistry and originality, and uh, I've heard you talk about this. You would say something about beauty and um, authenticity. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that and the 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 interplay of those ideas. Yeah, I I mean I think. In my well, I shouldn't say I think. I do think, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Therefore, you uh, are. Yes, um, but no. In my experience, um, authenticity is is key in in worship leading, uh, in ministry, in life. And I had a, the pleasure and the honor of serving at a church in in Bradenton, where I served alongside and with another worship leader who. Um, as I was getting into the position of of rotating the worship leading responsibilities with him, he had said. Uh, the way that we do it here is we want worship to be authentic and beautiful. So to have mm-hmm. authenticity and beauty to it. Um, authenticity meaning you lead worship the way that you lead worship, but there would be some artistic beauty in that. So the way that I lead worship is different than the way you lead worship, Dave, than the way that uh, the person that's listening to this leads worship, than the way that the gentleman that I'm referencing from the church I rotated responsibilities with leads worship. Yeah, um, There's a beauty to that if you are authentic. And I think that we can get bogged down on originality in terms of you know us being creatives and us being artists in a sense. Um, but what is the purpose behind the originality? Yeah. You know, I think um, you know, something comes to mind is that what's, what's the intent of our heart there? What is the, the agenda there? Do we have to be original just to show people that we're original, which isn't bad. Um, I just think that that could not be authentic also. And authenticity, because yeah. here's the thing, in ministry, when you're on a platform leading people into God's presence, which is our primary uh, purpose in, in worship leading, it's not to entertain, it's not to play music, it's not to be on a stage, it's to lead people into God's presence from a platform. Um, what People will see through what is not authentic pretty quick. If something's put on or pushed or not authentic or disingenuous, uh, people can feel that yeah. in a sense. I don't mean to sound super spiritualistic in that sense, but people see through that. There's yeah. a, there's a and, transparency that they'll they'll be able to see through. And you're not talking about um, this is this is hard musically for me to do, and I had to push myself. And it wasn't like super comfortable, but I did it. Like that could be okay, right? It's mm-hmm. it's when you're trying to do stuff that's like this is it's just not you. weird. Yeah, it's not yeah, you. It's not a fit. Yeah, and most of the people, most worship leaders, are leading churches under 300 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a. It's not very glamorous. You're not doing this big production thing. You're just you're just leading worship, and you're you're trying to use the tools that you're you're hearing and the the songs that you're you know um, at least being inspired by, if not emulating mm-hmm. from. The big church with right. lots of you know yeah production value and production. resources yep. and yep. and that's the thing it authenticity and originality and artistry and beauty is different depending on 
where you are. I think uh, one word comes to mind is culture. What's the culture of the church that you're serving? Uh, what what works at a church in Seattle might not work at a church in Ames, Iowa, or yeah. in Billings, Montana, or in Sarasota, Florida, or in New York City. You know what what Hillsong is doing in New York is is slightly different than what they're doing in L.A. or you get what yeah. I'm saying, and, and there's a there's a disingenuousness to is that a word disingenuousness? Well, it is. It is. So there's a disingenuousness to something that you're trying to do just to do it to be original. You know, for like for example, nowadays we tend to get bogged down with multi tracks, and yeah. uh, if if you know anything about me, I'm a proponent for multi tracks if it's authentic to your congregation, if there's beauty and originality to it. If you're trying to take the place of something. That I think is disingenuous and not not authentic. Yeah. If you're trying to add to something, that's that's different. And I, I would just say the intent of intent of your heart, the the purpose, the why behind it. Why are we doing it? You know, is it to just to have a creative original outlet? Yeah. Uh, I think that if 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 you're out there and you're you're listening to this and that resonates with you, that oh, I just need to do it to be original. Then I just encourage you to just search your heart to. Uh, just see what your agenda is why, and what, yeah. Yeah, what the why is behind that because ultimately the reason that we put on an instrument or pick up a microphone or sit behind drums or get behind a sound desk um, and get on a platform to lead worship is so that people can experience God's presence which through the vehicle of modern day worship songs that are written to um, loosely and in some cases loosely and in some cases uh, more hardline, uh, the gospel is the message behind that, so that people can experience God's presence through that and leave the environments in which we are leading them um, changed and different than how they entered yeah. because of God's presence, because of an experience with Him. In yeah. my case, or not in my case, but to me, it's uh, I want to be as close to because of the environments that I've led in and what I'm used to in my my background and in my experience. I want the 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 congregation to be comfortable to sing a song that they're familiar with which is why at times we'll do a song almost exactly identical to how it is on the record um to how it is on what they're hearing on the radio station because they're hearing songs that they know and they hear a certain melody line a synth line a guitar lead or a chord progression whatever um and then they they recognize it, and something inside of them makes them feel comfortable to be able to sing this song in yeah. which they've heard before. Yeah. So that's artistry. It's authentic, and it's artistry. Uh, right. might not be me breaking down all the pieces of the song to put it back together in a way that I like just because it's original. That's forced. Right. <laughs> and am I managing my time well in that? Am I using the, the precious time that God's given me to serve the congregation? But um, yeah. what do you... What do you think ultimately? Well, I mean, I, I think it's interesting to to you said something about you know certain songs might not work if you just you know from from somewhere else, and at the same time, there's a tension with like a song that has like like a song like "What a Beautiful Name" that has been used all kinds of places, and mm. you know what is it about the song? We we all know it's the bridge. That's that is the song. <laughs> that's, that's a very very powerful part of that song. It's it's amazing. Um, but in terms of in terms of how we um, re-express that song musically, you know, does it matter? Or how 
how does it affect things depending on how we play play them back? Um, and are we talking about you know part of the the lack of authenticity is if we try to pull something off that is outside of our skill set, you know? And because for some for some players, it might it might um, it might be too hard with everything going on to play the little ding 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 in time. Mm-hmm. That might be beyond your skill set. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, like that's part of the song. I got to do that. You know, I got to do that. Like again, check your motives. Like why? Mm-hmm. Like because you want it, or yeah. like, you know, um, like you're proving something to somebody. Exa- you know, oh man. If I may, good. that that brings something up to me is something I like to operate in is is excellence. That doesn't mean perfection. Uh, how I define excellence is this: is it's doing the best you can with what you have, and next time doing it a little bit better. Yeah, we don't have to be perfect because we're not Jesus. We never will be, and that's just kind of what I've always operated with: is just, am I doing the best I can now? And let's let's say, am I doing the best I can at the rehearsal, midweek rehearsal, or whenever you have your rehearsal, and then during the service when we're playing the worship set and leading worship. Did I do it a little bit better? And that could be instrumentally. That could be the way that you spiritually lead worship. That could be the way that you're being authentic. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe that we have to to practice our authenticity because so many times in life we've been programmed to have to be a certain way. You know, being the 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 family man or the at work man or the brother or the friend. Just be you. God's created us who we are and who we're supposed to be. And we fight sometimes in our lives to, to try to get away from that and to be some mold or fit something that somebody told us we had to be or made us feel like we had to be. And I just want to encourage you is God's created us who we are for a purpose. And lead worship well, lead worship authentically, lead worship beautifully, and don't get bogged down on having to do originality if originality is not authentic. That is a perfect ending for this. Thanks so much, John. You're welcome. Those are great thoughts. Thank you. We'll have you again. Music for this episode is brought to you by The Light, The Heat. Check them out on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and include one takeaway from this episode when you leave a review on iTunes. And if you send us a question to podcast at adlibmusic.com, We'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. To find out how to grow personally, go to adlibmusic.com slash contact and schedule a free 30-minute coaching session today. You've got what it takes to lead like a champion. The Lord bless, protect, sustain, and guard you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you with favor and surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up His face upon you with divine approval and give you a peaceful heart and life.